All right, welcome to the Basement Sports and Entertainment Podcast. I am your host, Jordy Dereniak, and today I got a show for you about the, who I think the top five Super Bowl contenders are. So, it, just because we are even closer to the season, September 9th, for Thursday night, the Buccaneers host the Cowboys. It's going to be awesome. It really is just amazing to have football right around the corner, and that's why I want to have NFL-related topics leading up into the season, college football topics, today NFL. But before we get into that, I would just like to talk about a couple things uh, uh, non-sports entertainment-wise. On Netflix, I found they have a Last Chance U Basketball Edition if you liked the football edition and you're a basketball fan, I think you'll like this. It's it's pretty cool. I've enjoyed it. It's based uh, it's on a school. It's on a East Los Angeles Community College. That's where this takes place. And then I also wanted to give my thoughts on. I watched on uh, Netflix the Untold on the Malice at the Palace, and personally, I did not like it at all. I thought it fucking sucked. I thought it could have been a lot better. They told it from the side of the Pacers and were basically trying to make the Pacers look like they weren't the assholes that they were. But no, they were complete jackasses. And I think what the docu- quick documentary movie tries to do, it's stupid. I don't like it. And yeah, I think it's it's just poorly done and... I just don't. I just don't think they should have done it the way they did. I mean, Oran Artest was a jackass. Jermaine O'Neal a jackass. Stephen Jackson a jackass. I mean, come on. The documentary's trying to make them seem like they weren't so bad. Fuck that. Yeah, I did not like that documentary to say the least. All right, but in news. Miguel Cabrera hits his 500th home run yesterday. I was very happy to see that. Unfortunately, I was at the store when it happened, of course. But, uh, yeah, it was awesome. It was in the sixth inning, I believe it was. Crushed it. And uh, just well done for him. A truly great player. And it's just been great to have him on the Tigers for as long as he's been here. And then uh, Quentin Nelson and Carson Wentz, who both suffered the same foot injury about three weeks ago, are actually back in a limited limited capacity practicing this week. And that's huge news because that was a 5 to 12 week uh, listed as potential as their timetable for return. And they seem like they could be on the very uh, fast end of that as they're both back on a limited basis, like I said. And that's especially huge to get from Quentin Nelson because of what a incredible presence he is on the offensive line, both in the run game and in pass protection. And then, of course, Carson Wentz. It's nice to have back because he's he's their quarterback project. They're seeing if they can revive him by reuniting him with Frank Reich. And I think as long as Carson Wentz can stay healthy and the Colts Colts team in general can stay healthy. I think there's a good chance of that, but uh, we'll obviously have to see on that. And then I'm also hearing the news has also come out that uh, the Big Ten, Pac-12, ACC alliance that's been rumored for a couple weeks now 
is expected to do have some more official details come out within the next week so that'll be interesting and worth keeping an eye out for <clears throat> and uh outside of that i don't have anything else in news i would like to discuss so i'm gonna get into the topic the top five super bowl contenders for this season and the first team i'm starting with it's the champs the tampa bay buccaneers and it's it's really as simple as i think they had the best team last year and they brought everybody back and i i don't i don't see any other team outside of one that one or two that i think can actually knock them off this season and i mean they're just loaded. I mean, the defense was great last season. Offensively, they got all their weapons with Mike Evans, Chris Godwin, Antonio Brown, Rob Gronkowski. And the crazy thing is they actually will be getting uh, Gronk and Antonio Brown a full offseason of working with this team. And for Gronk in particular, it's just more time being back into football after he spent a year retired. And I think it's possible we see Gronk closer to what he was before he retired, especially because he's healthy. And Antonio Brown, I think, could have a huge year too, especially because he's had a full off season to work with this team. And I know Tom Brady liked him a lot when they when New England tried to bring him in for Tom, but it, the obviously didn't work out there. And I, I just think it's 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 just. I mean, who who defensively is going to be able to stop them? I I don't see anyone. I think I think they're going to come out just on fucking fire. They're going to light the shit out of people, knock the shit out of people. It's just, oh, I I I mean, it's it's going to get ugly in some games. It really is, and I'm excited to see it because I want Brady to get that eighth ring. I know I know there's a lot of people who don't, but. It's going to happen. The Buccaneers definitely have the best team. And let let me go over where they ranked in a few key metrics from last season. And EPA, offensively, they had 0.150, which ranked 5th. Defensively, minus 0.043, 5th. And DVOA, they were 2nd overall. Offensively, they were third. Defensively, fifth. Their pro football focus grade overall, they were second. Offensively, sixth. And defensively, fifth. And points per drive, they scored 2.72 points per drive, which ranked fifth. And in terms of points per drive allowed, they allowed 1.89 points, which ranked sixth. So they were really good across the board. That defense was great. And they retained Todd Bowles as defensive coordinator, which was brilliant. And having all the starters back on defense, especially in that secondary, I think is going to be huge. Again, they get a full offseason to work together. I think they could be even better on defense this season. And offensively, they were great too. And the thing is, they put up those numbers. And in the first half of the season, they were pretty. Ro- they were a little rocky on offense. They were still figuring things out, which was normal. But once uh, Brady got more control of the offense, they started to hum. And I think because they got things figured out already, 
I think that offense is going to be able to put up even better numbers, too, as crazy as that is. I mean, they were the Super Bowl champs in a sh- we- the weirdest offseason we've had in a long time. And they all it was also their first season together last season, and they still overcame all of that to win the Super Bowl. I think that was incredibly impressive. And the fact that, again, they're all back together and I really don't think they needed any major changes. But the one addition I did see that I liked a lot was Giovanni Bernard. He will be their best pass catching back immediately. And that's something Tom Brady is going to like a lot. Somebody can get the ball out quickly and can run for some good yardage. Bernard fits that bill. And I'm, I, was, I was very happy when I saw that sign just because they tried to get James White, but they couldn't. Giovanni Bernard's the next best thing. And that's uh, in addition to having uh, Leonard Fournette and Ronald Jones still. I'm not the biggest Ronald Jones or Fournette fan, but they are pretty good running backs, especially behind this line that graded ninth, I believe, in run blocking by Pro Football Focus. So very good there. And yeah, this Buccaneers team just seems loaded. And. I mean, their division got weaker with Drew Brees retiring and giving the Saints a murky QB situation. The Panthers are trying to revive Sam Darnold's career. The Falcons are bringing in a new coach. Their defense is terrible. And learning a new offense. We'll see what happens there. And then just in general, I mean, again, who's going to stop this team? It's, It's just... There's very few teams who have that ability, and they are on this list. And that brings me to the first team that I think is most likely to be able to uh, knock out the Buccaneers, and the second most likely to win it all, in my opinion, is the team the Buccaneers played for the Super Bowl last season, the Kansas City Chiefs. The Chiefs are another incredible team, and I think healthy and with offensive line rebuild which was a brilliant move they bring in Orlando Brown via trade and then they also get Duvernay Tardif back he was a doctor last year for uh, helping against COVID and then uh, they also draft Creed Humphrey from Oklahoma and Trey Smith from Tennessee a guard and this this offensive line is going to be probably a lot better than it was a, I don't know about a lot because they were actually a pretty good line a year ago but they could be more elite now and that's a scary thing especially with Patrick Mahomes behind that line oh my god if Mahomes has elite protection and weaponry holy fucking shit the NFL is going to lose its mind trying to stop him and that leads me to again they have the weaponry obviously Tyree Kill and Travis Kelsey two incredible players one of the best receivers in the game and then the best tight end in the game it's and then on top of that they have other role players that are good like byron pringle uh Mecole hardman those guys are all pretty good player they're they're good for the system that chiefs have because they're fast they can catch the ball mahomes can get them the ball then they have Clyde Edwards-Hilaire. I like a lot as a young running back. He'll be in his second season. And perhaps behind this line and in his second year, he can have a much bigger year too, especially with Le'Veon Bell being gone. 
I think the Chiefs are just an incredible team. And last season, I mean, when they lost the Super Bowl, it it kind of was sucked because both of their starting tackles were out for that game. And Mahomes had no protection whatsoever. He was running for his damn life just trying to survive and make whatever plays he could. But, yeah, he it, it did not go well, as anyone who saw, saw noticed. And that's why the Chiefs went through the effort they did to rebuild their offensive line. And I loved seeing what that they did that. For too many years, you've seen teams not give their young quarterbacks an offensive line. So seeing more teams do just that, or do the opposite, and give an offensive line to their young QB, it's, it's just, again, it's very awesome to see. I'm happy about it. And then, uh, obviously, Andy Reid being head coach, that's still an amazing thing. Um, yeah, I mean, the Chiefs, they they are the team to beat out in the AFC. I don't think that anyone outside of two, maybe three teams can beat them. But they're going to need some help in beating the Chiefs, as anyone would. Just because, again, if Mahomes is greatly protected and he's got his weapons, oof, how the hell are you going to stop that? It looks very likely like we're going to get a Buccaneers-Chiefs repeat, and that would be very fun to see. Just because both teams are loaded, and that would probably be a shootout we would all love watching a Super Bowl. I'm, uh, I'm excited to see what the Chiefs can do this season with that new line. And, yeah, the Chiefs just, they're like the Buccaneers. They're loaded, and they're at the top of their conference, and it's basically a, hey, come and get us, that type of situation. All right, and now my next team is the Packers. Packers lost to the Buccaneers on their home field to the Buccaneers in the NFC Championship game. And we all remember the crazy finish as Aaron Rodgers had an opportunity on third and goal. He had green grass in front of him to run for what would have been very likely a very close fourth and goal or maybe even a touchdown, but he did not, and it was an incomplete pass. And head coach Matt LaFleur opted to not go for it and instead kicked a field goal Packers would lose and we all saw that look on Aaron Rodgers face that said it all oh my fucking god did this really just happen that that was every that was the exact thing his face said and the Packers though they're 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 they have a great team but they're a mess because Rodgers hates the management and it's because their management's made questionable moves in terms of dealing players that that uh, Rogers didn't want gone and not making certain moves, it's and it's it is question, worth questioning why the Packers did or didn't do certain things that they did, and it's very likely that this is the last season we see both Aaron Rodgers and Devontae Adams, the superstar wide receiver, in a Packers uniform because. Adams doesn't want to stay in Green Bay if Rodgers isn't there. And there's really no reason for Rodgers to stick around. And who knows if he retires or plays elsewhere. But 
this is this is the last ride and they both posted last dance photos on their Instagram implying that this is again their last run with the Packers and because of that you know they're both going to be out to prove something and they're going to be even hungrier especially with the way last season ended to go out there and try and prove somebody wrong and I'm really excited to see what they do do especially because and, and this is the boring thing but there's a very chance good chance they end up playing the Buccaneers in the NFC Championship again and as far as some stats on the Packers the EPA from last season offensively they had 0.218 which was first defensively 0.033 which was 14th in terms of DVOA they were third offensively first defensively 17th in terms of their PFF grade, they were first. Offensively, they were first. Defensively, they were eighth. And then in terms of points per drive, offensively, 3.08 points per drive, which was first. Defensively, they were at 2.18 points per drive, which was 17th. And so, again, great numbers, and it's very nice to see what they're... see that they got... They basically, like the Buccaneers, they got pretty much everything back in the way it was and they had a good defense last season as again pff gave them eighth well pff and uh football outsiders they seem to disagree on the defense but pro football focus did grade them eighth and i i personally feel like they were probably closer to that than the 17th but different metrics different results um uh yeah, I I think the Packers have a again they they have the third best chance. I think there's one other team in the NFC who can potentially knock them out before facing the Buccaneers, and they also made this list. And I I I but that team I don't think is quite ready yet. I'll get to that later. And then as far as my next team, the fourth most likely, and this is going to surprise some people, but give me the Cleveland Browns. I think the Browns are ready. I think uh, I think with the moves they made this offseason, particularly to beef up their defense, like bringing in Jadavion Clowney, drafting Jeremiah Wusu koromoa among other moves. Oh, and I'm sorry, how can I forget bringing John Johnson and uh, Troy Hill from both from the LA Rams both great moves to help shore up their secondary and their offense is in a grotty great shape they bring back all five stars in the offensive line from a unit that pro football focus graded first in terms of pass blocking and first in terms of run blocking and then they have good weaponry with Jarvis Landry Austin Hooper Harrison Bryant Donovan Peoples-Jones Jr., who I think could be in for a breakout, especially if Odell's not ready to go earlier in the year or gets hurt again. But if Odell is healthy and he and Baker are on the same page, holy fuck, look out. And that's the other thing, is Baker Mayfield, since week seven last se- from week seven on last season, he was third in PFF passing grade and fifth in EPA per play from that same time period on. So he would really excel as t- that season went on. And I think it's very likely that with a full off season of work, with the weaponry he has and the line he has, 
I think this offense explodes. And I think the defensive upgrades, they really give them a chance to actually be a real contender. And they did play the Chiefs tough last season in the playoffs. They did get screwed out of a touchdown as there was a helmet-to-helmet hit that went uncalled. And it ended up being a turnover, I believe it was, for the Browns. But, uh, yeah, anyway, close loss in the divisional round to the Chiefs. But they did get over the hump and win a playoff game last season. And it was against the Pittsburgh Steelers on the road. So the Browns had that to be happy about. And I think the Browns, again, with those moves, I think they're in a great position to really just take that next step. They're ready. I think Kevin Stefanski, being a great young coach, is also a great thing to have. And I think he's going to learn from mistakes he had last season and continue to do things he did well. I'm really excited to see what he does in his second year as a coach. As far as some stats and them from a year ago, and EPA, offensively, they were 6, 0.096. Defensively, 0.080, which was 23rd. DVOA, they were 18th overall. Offensively, they were 9th. Defensively, 25th. And in terms of PFF grade, they were 9th overall. Offensively, they were 3rd. And defensively, 20th. Points per drive, they offensively had 2.38 points per drive, which was 11th. Defensively, 2.45, which was 23rd. And again, with the moves they made, and I think Baker just being a better player, I think I think Baker will be a better player and have a true breakout this season. I think the Browns are going to be a really dangerous team and going to be a real competitor. And they're a team that can absolutely give the Chiefs a run for their money if they're not careful. All right, now the final team is the LA Rams. And the biggest reason they're on this list is because they dumped the horrible Jared Goff and got Matt Stafford. Matthew Stafford is a real quarterback, and with Sean McVay, they they can actually make something happen. However, it's their first year together, and it's likely going to take a, that first year to get used to each other for Stafford to truly learn this system. And the Rams did lose their defensive coordinator and both John Johnson and Troy Hill out of the secondary. So their defense will likely take a step back from uh, its incredible performance last season. However, the offense will be a much better unit. So that could offset that, but they're likely to be just short next season. And I think in their second year together with uh, Stafford and McVay, they're really something to look out for. But this season, I still think, uh, even though I don't think they're quite ready, I still think they are the fifth most likely team to win it. And I think that's saying something, especially because it's their first year together. But here's the thing. In terms of EPA last season, Rams were... Offensively, they were minus 0.014, which was 23rd, and that's offensively. And on defense, minus 0.141, which was first. In terms of DVOA, they were 9th, offensively 10th, defensively 4th. In terms of pro football focus grade, they were 3rd. Offensively, they were 12th. Defensively, they were 1st. 
in terms of points per drive. They scored 1.88 points per drive, which was 25th, and defensively 1.47 points allowed per drive, and that was first. So again, the defense will take a step back, but still likely be a top 10 unit. How, how probably more in that like eight to ten range, uh, and their offense should be a lot better because they were they weren't they really were not a very good unit last year. Jared Goff held them back, and uh, I really do believe there is a chance the Rams have if they if Stafford and McVay click early, they are a real threat not just to the Packers but also to the Buccaneers. This Rams team could be a very dangerous squad if Stafford and McVay are on the same page early and they just get rolling and they're hot. Look out if that happens. I'm very interested to see what they do together. Alright, those are my top five Super Bowl contenders. And um, yeah, anything uh, in terms of feedback you have to give, please give it to us on Twitter. Uh, and our Twitter handle is at BasementSAE, same as our Twitch handle. And uh, obviously go to our website, BasementSportsAndEntertainment.com, and it's the word and, not the symbol. We have a lot of great articles on there. Um, and also our podcasts are on there and Spotify, so if you want to listen to them, those are the two places to find them. We also post Twitch videos to the website. And we have a lot of great betting articles. So if you're a better and you're looking to make some money, we can give you some pretty good picks. And uh, yeah, if you enjoy, and again, uh, I hope you uh, thought our show was good. And next show will be Wednesday. Topic will be determined. So I got some mystery for you. And yeah, have a great night.